Welcome to Studio One. If you like what you see, like and subscribe and comment. Welcome to Studio One. Thank uh, you for having me. For sure. We are a Toronto music platform, interviewing artists of uh, diverse backgrounds that we love. I'm Mike, the new host. Addy, Eyes, thank you for coming on. Could you just introduce yourself? How's it going? Thank you for having me, Studio One. I go by the name Eyes Under Space. Yeah, it's just great to be here. Your host, Mike. I've known him for, for a while. I'm a great dude, great guy. You know, we're friends in real life. So it's always great to support one another. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for your compliments. Yeah. So have you always lived in Scarborough? I was born in Montreal, Quebec, and we moved to Toronto, obviously, you know, being I'm brown, you know, my parents are Bengali. Um, it's hard to like, you know, learn a different language and get used to a different culture. And then you add up on top of it, you add, you know, the you have to learn French in Quebec. Everyone speaks French. They kind of look down upon English speakers and stuff. And, you know, being immigrants, they had to move. So we came to Toronto. I was like two years old. We moved to the West End. So like King and Dufferin. Shout out King and like, shot like you know, Parkdale. I love that area. My family doctor is still in that, those ends. Yeah, I went to elementary school in Parkdale. So Alexander Moore Gladstone Public School. And then about near first grade, there was some issues like my mom and my dad were having at the time and whatnot. So my mom and I moved back to Bangladesh for a few years. And then I came back high school, middle school, you know, like it's I kind of learned both sides. And I also stayed almost a year at my dad's in the UK. So I've been around. Yeah. You know what I mean? You started talking about uh, your background, Bengali background and uh, yeah. how you had to uh, move out of Montreal. Uh, go into that. At least from what I've, what I understand from my parents, you know, like, parents be my mom and now you know like like my uncle my grandma like that's my family like that's who I was raised by and that's who you now I grew up with yeah like, like learning a new language and then you know like when people come come from overseas and they come to like especially like I, I believe like North American countries and stuff if you're a doctor if you're an engineer if you're skilled it doesn't matter like you still have to go through certain amount of schooling and certain amount of you know what I mean like you have to you have to so when you, yeah you, you literally have to restart and then you pull up and you're doing these shitty jobs and no offense because I've you know I've, I've done them myself you know so that's why I can say it that these are shitty jobs that you get at like the minimum wage jobs at Tim Hortons McDonald's you pull up at 4 a.m 5 a.m you'll see immigrants working you know mm-hmm. and most likely these people back home or, or like where they're from, they're probably like very skilled. They come from, like, you probably personally can even allude to that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have, where you're coming from, you kind of like slash it down by 50%. You know, if you're a millionaire, where you're from, you're probably like worth like half of that or 25% of that if you're lucky, right? So there is that disparity that I think often doesn't get addressed. And then working jobs and stuff, that kind of made me more thankful for what my folks did for me, you know, set me up in a way like I get to enjoy, I get to sit here and talk to you. I get to make music, you know, I get to do these things. For a lot of people from where, you know, my family's from or your family, like stuff like this is a dream. Being yeah. able to voice your opinion, that's a, that's a dream. Free speech. So a lot of shit we take here, we take for granted, you know, and like that's, 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 that's huge. I, like I've seen firsthand. I really didn't get it when I was young, but growing up, you really start to see these things. Did you enjoy it when you move out of, uh, how long were you in Montreal? You were there? 
till I was like two years old. So I don't really remember. Oh, okay. I, I don't speak French. I don't, I don't, you know, I wish though, I, you know, French, learning French would be sick. Like, it's, yeah, I have a story about that. Yeah. Cause like growing up, all I hear is like broken French and like Ontario French. And uh, when I was in New York one time, I heard like this girl walk by in Manhattan, like speaking yeah. French. And I was like, okay, this is why they call French the sexiest language. I didn't. Yeah. Okay, that was it. That was okay. I should have, if people like that were talking, I would have tried to learn it. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lover of history. Like I really like, I like digging into that kind of stuff. And like, if you really think about like the Renaissance and all of that, like a lot of key events that shaped the world as we know it happened in france so like you know like the guillotine like you know people like king kings getting their chops like head chopped off and all that kind of stuff so pretty cool when did you go to bangladesh this was um like right after kindergarten yeah i'd still be back and forth but yeah i spent the good few years there man like four or five years almost was that a confusing time because you thought you know yeah it was because imagine this a kid you know i'm from here when i'm over there they don't really see me as one of their own i mean like i don't speak bengali properly at that time now i do fluently and i know how to read and write but so i just felt you know kind of alienated and then once i came back that's another obstacle because i missed middle school i'm walking into high school with I don't know these people, right? And yo, that's another thing that people don't really know about me. I used to be like extremely overweight. So that really didn't help me at all. That didn't help my case. But yo, I was smart, minding my own business. There's been many times where in life, the odds have been stacked against me, but just knowing like, you know, shit's not always going to stay the same. And I just focus on what I could change, you know? And that's the same thing in this music shit. A lot of people often just focus on things that they cannot change. Yeah, you can worry about all those things, but again, those things cannot be changed. So why worry about it? Worry on the things that you can do. What are your greatest influences in music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one of them. That's what he's one of them. Huge. Yeah, yeah. We share we share a birthday. So mm. kind of crazy. So yeah, August 29th. It's, it's, it's insane. Wayne. Wayne. You know, he's he's kind of like an outcast. Like he's the people for a while then I I don't think really understood like the depth of Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know, like people didn't really like his puns, his metaphors, everything's so crazy. Like that shit will hit you five years later and you'll be like, yo, what the fuck did this guy just say? You know? Six foot, seven foot, a milli, a milli, you know, like all those tracks. Even if you go and play those back right now, yeah, they have replay value. But they have substance. They have depth. Kendrick, bro, like ADHD, Good Kid, Mad City, Section 80, all those things just were so important to me growing up. Because again, new kid, I didn't really talk to a lot of people. So, you know, I would just kind of put my headphones on and just, I was in that world. Like music really saved my life. I've never met Wayne. I've never met Kendrick. I've never met any of these people. But in a way, I feel like I'm kind of raised by them. You know, I feel like I know them. ASAP Rocky. 100% ASAP Rocky. I fuck with ASAP Rocky. Travis, Drake, how the fuck can you not, you know, I'm from Toronto. Like, yeah. Drake. A lot of people don't like to give that man his flowers, but Drake, 100%. Even Views, like, that's like 2016. What a time to be alive. That era of music is just imprinted upon me, you know? I like music nowadays, but I am getting older too. Like, I'm 23. <laughs> I start, to, I, you know, like, I start to like things with more quality like caviar you know like expensive mm-hmm. shit like that's you start finding your own own identity and then 
Who else? I really like J. Cole. A lot of the UK guys I love. Those guys don't get their flowers. Wiley, Skepta, Kano, the old school guys, you know? There's a couple of names I'm still missing, but of course, like the garage scene and like Garage, my bad. UK middle. <laughs> Garage, mate. That scene's crazy, you know? The UK scene, especially in Toronto, for some reason, like a lot of UK influence, I can hear it. So, which is good. Because they got influenced by our stuff too, I'm sure, you know? You mentioned a lot of influences. Would you ever consider relocating and uh, trying to make it out in, I don't know, Atlanta, LA, or maybe even UK and see? 100%. You? What I would want, the US, anywhere in the US, is the US is just a land of dreams for everyone, you know? Like all of the things that we see growing up in movies and stuff, it's all the US, right? You see the New York skyline, you're like, fuck. Dude, that looks good that looks amazing you get it yeah i've been to the states very uh, when i was very young though but i definitely 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 want to go out there holler at me i, I mean, no pull up yeah. once this covid stuff's over i, I love the states bro it's just, sure. it looks sick one place i really really like la cliche as fuck but i really like la the culture or the vibe or the weather like what part of that because i i fuck with la too the weather weather is a big one yeah, Yo, yeah. the weather, 100%. I mean, look at our day right now, like three days straight of like rain. And then you get like eight months of winter. Like it's <laughs> like, yo, I don't know how to dress anymore. I'll pull up outside in a hoodie. And then when I'm on my way back, it's like super cold. So and like one day is this, another day is that like not many places are as crazy as Toronto. Yeah. But again, like I love, I love, I love the city for what it is. And like, there's something about this city, you know, it's just magical. It's just magic. When I get on the highway from, like, you know, the strip, you see the CN Tower, get mm -hmm. off at yeah. Lake Shore, like that's, that does something to me. Like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that legacy. You see the Scotiabank Arena on your right or left, whichever way you're coming, you know, and you see the CN Tower, see all the condos and stuff. You hear things, you see things, you see images and stuff. You're like, fuck, I wish I can be a part of that. Do you drive like, do you just like go there and see it to get some motivation once in a while? Yeah, 100%. 100% I have. Like, whenever I'm low, I'll hit someone up. I'll be like, yo, let's go, bro. And like music too, like whatever music I've made, most likely i've played it see yeah. how it feels that's the real test uh, what are the themes of your music i i see a lot of love lost and a lot of pain what is it for you well yeah easy, easy way to put it it's a reflection of me real time it's super real time well, at least in this phase of my career right the way the things are a lot of people may or may not know but like i'm super hands-on with everything i work with mac mac space follow him on ig he's my boy he's my guy he's helped me down all these years bro. honestly like i wouldn't be here talking to that that dude bro man He's something else. He had a situation rehab five years ago now. And he's been clean since off of everything. But yo, all it took, this is the story. He pulled up. I think this is after a few years of not even like linking each other. Because we've been friends since middle school, you know? So it's a long link up. Yeah, we linked up. All it took was a freestyle, bro. I was, I was telling you, I make music. I've always make, made music, you know? I've been involved. like play instruments, rapping and making like songs, like singing and all that, like recording. I started getting into that more seriously, like grade 11, 12. But yeah, we met up. All it took was a freestyle, bro. And we've had, we haven't looked back since. He's been behind the boards on every song. Like, we try and do everything in-house. Yeah, we're, we're like this, you know? So Yeah, I realized recently, like especially music you need to like you need a person to be on your side and and i guess max is that is that person for you 
in anything in life, I feel like anything in life, you need one person to believe in you. That's all it takes. Like, that's it. Like, one person just needs to believe in you. No one's good alone. I feel like success and all that can get to people's heads. Human beings are social creatures, and that's what it is. Behind every great person, there's like a whole team of great people, you know? Each of the people I've named, like, I'm sure the system that they're a part of is equally as great as how great we perceive them to be, right? So you were engineering for a while. I don't know if you still engineer, but uh, what are the greatest lessons you learned from engineering? It's a tough job, man. It's really hard. A lot of people, they take engineers for granted. And another thing I've learned is you can't engineer a bad product into a good product. Like It has to be coming in good. That also showed me my shortcomings in my art, you know, the holes I have in my game, you know, and there's still so much to cover. And I know that. That's what makes this inter- interesting for me. It's a challenge. It pushes you when you get to take the back seat sometimes, you know, and I would recommend that to every artist. Just swallow your pride, you know. That's the hard part too. You'll be in sessions <laughs> where you'll feel like you want to give certain feedback, but because you're an engineer at that point, the artist might feel like you may not be qualified enough. So your input's not valid or whatever, but yeah, I, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy that too much like engineering, but it was, it was a certain time of my life and I needed to do it. It did help me monetize my skills. And I've met many, many wonderful people through it. That isn't my destiny. That is not what my legacy is going to be. I would relate that in many ways, but it was necessary. And like you said, met a lot of people, learned a lot of lessons. Made good friends. Like, you yeah. know, in life that I think that's the main part. Like at the end, I feel like, I don't know, I'm only 23. I'm just, I'm guessing. But at the end, when you look back, I, I feel like it's the people you've impacted and like the people that have impacted you that matter the most. The memories. That's what matters. Something yeah. to smile back upon, you know? Well put. I saw on Twitter that you said you just finished your exams. Did you go back to school or something? Yeah, I'm in university right now. Nice. Take a business. I'm trying to finish that because I keep going in and out, in and out, in and out. And oh, like sure. even high school, I, I didn't really graduate on time. My view on institutional education is like do it at your own pace. But it's 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 a good thing to have in your toolbox. When you're walking into these rooms and like you're trying to talk about deals, you're trying to talk about all these things. Very easy to get taken advantage of, right? If you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But um, you know a bit, you can protect yourself. We've known historically, right? Especially in the music industry and like with intellectual property, it gets tricky. A lot of people end up in very bad situations. A lot of good people, a lot of good, talented people. One, I don't want that to happen to myself. I can help a few others along the way. The knowledge I acquire, I I feel like that would be great yeah it's a perfect time to go back to school for the people that went back to school in 2020 i thought it was a genius move i mean i'm home i'm home most of the time so you don't got to drag yourself to school or anything it's it's an excellent opportunity i kind of regret not going back myself but i need it never too late down the road you know if I want to go into something, I'm sure about for sure. Are you still streaming on Twitch? I saw that you have a... On and off, to be honest. The thing about Twitch is like, it's a bit of time to set up for me. And like, I am going to be more active on Twitch, IG, once this uh, project wrapped up, because that's taking up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. This has been like the longest I've worked on a project in my career. But it's definitely eye-opening once you sit with a product and keep getting at it again and again and again and again. And so, yeah, that's been kind of like taking up most of my time. I do apologize to a lot, like anyone who cares. I've been off IG. I've been pretty ghost for good reason. Like I'm just trying to give something better to, to you guys. You know, I want to give people better music. They deserve it. You know, that's my goal. Well, might as well go into, go into a riot. What are the themes of riot? Riot. 
it's a eight song project. So the themes, like again, I operate very real time. So usually what I'm feeling, my music is very emotional. I'm very attached to it. It's very personal. A mixture of a dark celebration, a celebratory, yet somber, you know, like there's brooding in it because there's emotions when you're trying to come up as an artist or as a person, you know, in life at this stage and like you know especially considering the times that we are in right what are you youth celebrating is... celebrating your youth or you say you mentioned celebrating it's a fuck you <laughs> it's a fuck you it's a celebratory fuck you it's a celebratory fuck you because you know i've been doubted for many reasons beyond my control whether it be where the the stage of my career my fuck you is yeah i keep going what the fuck are you gonna do to stop me as long as i got life as long as i got me nothing's gonna stop me i kind of like show certain situations with my music and i set up a world with it so i'm bringing people into a world these elaborate soundscapes that we've created it's very cinematic there's one thing i could say about it as well it's very cinematic it's not a one-dimensional project is what i'd say like it's got many flavors so it's going to cater to it's going to cater to whoever to be honest but what people decipher out of it i like to leave a bit of ambiguousness so that people can figure it out too when i googled your name it said uh, incorporated yes, sir. i think yes, sir. or something well, what's the idea behind the because i think your ig was eyes inner space incorporated on ig yes, it's like is this guy really incorporated and then like when i was researching i was like oh okay he did it he did it. like yeah yeah so, i'm incorporated yeah. <laughs> i'm incorporated 100 <laughs> yeah i had to do that because i'm trying to take this shit to the world that's the dream right why do anything less i'm trying to be the best of the best trying to be the top dog i'm trying to think on a multinational level i can't just think of myself as an individual my goal isn't to cater to a couple people it's to reach out to billions you know it's not even a monetary thing it's about impact and influence to show people like yo it's possible believe in yourself you know i did it why can't you yeah the llc is good because and i recommend everyone to do that because llc it's a limited liability corporation and it's a separate entity so under the eyes of the law, it's not tied to your personal assets. So if you were to get into any situation in your business, for example, let's say label owns all of your masters and you want to, you know, but if it's under that LLC, it's, you can just open up another LLC and do your thing, you know, but if it's under your own, you know, your government name and stuff under a sole proprietorship situation, they could come after your assets. Yeah. And I've also read, uh, we were just researching this for my friend who wants to essentially start his own production company. It also helps with liability. You're shooting, let's say, music videos and you have your own production company and someone gets hurt. They're covered by the company. They're not you don't they're not covered by an individual. So, yeah, exactly. So if you were to set up like insurance uh, and kind of insurance and stuff and your workplace issues and stuff, you know, it's not going to really affect you as a person. But it'll affect your business. So it's, it's a good thing to have set up. So let's get, and you don't get double taxed. That's a big thing too. Yeah. Tax is a huge yeah. one. And then there's all yeah. the loopholes. And then I learned about taxes, like literally like this year I'm filing my own taxes. Super easy. Yeah. It's super crucial because you can save as you start making more and they start getting on your ass. Even if you save a few grand, like that's a few grand you save. Let's get into the fun part. So uh, you got really, really deep into crypto, right? What's the, yeah, uh, were you always into crypto? Were you holding some yeah, yeah, yeah. coins? Always. I'm an internet baby, bro. Like, yeah. raised by the internet. Our generation with Bitcoin, I've been in it since 2017, 2016. My boy Huss put me on. But I've been in it since, you know, and just seeing the ecosystem that's coming about and like the um, 
possibilities you know especially with nfts and stuff it's a big thing like personally being an artist being able to authentically verify ownership of the intellectual property and then going on to monetize it that's pretty huge having that type of control because it's not right you know the way the systems are set up and like nepotism and like monopolies gatekeeper shit like like, i fucking hate that shit like that's so garbage you're just killing innovation and to all the gatekeepers out there, you guys are fucked. You guys are stupid. That's why just create your own wave and be patient, like in anything. So yeah, that's why I love crypto. It's disruptive. I'm it, disruptive. You know, like I, I'm for disruption. I believe in that. You know, change it up. Fuck the status quo. Fuck the way that things are right now. You know, change is good. That's why I love crypto because all the banks they've been controlling money for so long. I could be wrong, right? Like crypto could be ran by the same people. Till now, personally, in my own personal experience, I've had very a lot of success because banks only give you like zero point something interest rate if you're just keeping money in your bank. But if you're getting crypto, there's places that'll give you like twenty percent, thirty percent. I feel like it gives people a chance. There's people I know that are struggling. You know, but yeah, crypto is a good way to financially empower yourselves to, to have a backbone you need finance you need money and in countries like venezuela where their money is just insanely like all over the place all over the place i've read that yeah they use crypto to buy bread because it's at least somewhat stable stable yeah you're not gonna lose your house by the end of the day um just because your money is inflated yeah it's a it's a big deal and nfts are there was a huge expo- how is an nft market right now is it still growing crazy yeah yeah 100 percent. listen when people when the wright brothers start to fly planes people are like ah that won't last they're crazy <laughs> even people like kanye people look down on him we've we've seen this year after year decade after decade there's a certain group of humans that will always on the other side of things and that's okay that's all right we need them too i think nfts are here to stay because it's lucrative it gives artists a chance. It addresses a very big problem, and it's a very good solution. So you have your own uh, series of NFTs, right? You just mentioned briefly at the start of the interview that you sold. You've actually sold some? Yeah, I've sold some. I'm trying to create some more. I'm verified on Rarible. It's a good marketplace for NFTs. Super sick. You can follow me. I'm on Eyes Enter Space there. So yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the very few people in the world that are verified on Rarible. It's a very small marketplace trying to get onto more NFT marketplaces because I do make 3D art and stuff. I, like I'm very hands-on. I just I have a t- bunch of time too and I like doing things. Been making a few of my own NFTs by myself. Yeah, they've been doing all right. NB Top Shot, that's freaking sick. Go in there. What is that? It's a digital collectible for NBA. They call it moments. So it can be any kind of play. It can be like a dunk, layup rebound they'll make like 30,000 35,000 you know even more limited numbers of those cards and depending on the serial number it'll give its value or if it's a rare common but um I I happen to be lucky enough to get a uh well I got LeBron's twice LeBron's are super expensive on your Twitter (laughs) you have an Elrond Unidragon yes oh that's that's another one that's super sick it's called Pokemon. People might mistake it for Pokemon, but it's uh, P-O-L-K-A-M-O-N. I stumbled upon this project by chance, just digging through Twitter and stuff. They were still selling these dragons. One Pokemon token, which is about 30 bucks, and then you go and get these. So one token gives you three dragons. Kept opening these packs, happened to get one of the super rare dragons. So there's like 50 in the world, and I'm one of them. 
and there's about a few hundred thousand Pokemons in the world right now. Someone offered me like five e- Ethereums at the time. That was like 10, 12 vans. I had to take it. I'm just going to hold it. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say kind of a bad fit for the whole game, like crypto and NFT, because I just want to like let it go. Or I think I'm just going to put all my life savings in it. What is your advice to people that are coming into the into the game? Put in whatever you can lose. I, I'm not going to tell you to just go and dump your savings into it because that'd be very bad. Because I've lost a bunch of money, you know? I've been doing this since like 2016, 2017, on and off, on and off, more seriously, the last two years. And yeah, I've lost probably like five, 10. And that's crypto. I've also done stocks and stuff. You lose a bunch, but when the wins start coming in, then and also experience, because you're going to have to lose in anything, right? But once you get more experience, you know, that's when the gains start coming in. But yeah, what I'd say is like diversify, diversify, do your research, don't impulse buy in. If uh, mainstream media is talking about something, you're probably too late to the party, you know? You gotta go through like back channels and getting into projects when they're like super early stages, like the beta stages. Even with NBA Top Shot, I believe it's still in beta right now. So it's still a great time to get in. Pokemon, I got into it when it was a beta. All these projects, it's good to be early, you know? Even like in terms of music, it's good to catch artists early. You wanna be there, you wanna be, that's kind of what gives it the uniqueness even in music. Like, oh, being like one of the first people to probably listen to like Travis Scott when Travis Scott wasn't performing in Rolling Loud. You know, you're part of kind of that unique group of people. That's what life life should be about, getting unique life experiences. Have you thought of putting your own music as NFTs? Yeah, I'm going to be doing NFT stuff for a ride, 100%. 100%. So there's this platform called Audius, A-U-D-I-U-S. They have a token and they're trying to start up a, a streaming platform for artists. They're really good. I've signed up for them, created a profile. There's like a bunch of artists on there too, a few, I, I believe. Diplo and all those guys, like the EDM guys, are really in on that. Yeah, that'll confuse the labels a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds exciting, honestly. Yeah, I think we covered everything. You seem to have matured since I've known you, and you appreciate uh, that, bro. Yeah, you're a really solid dude. You took care of me well, like family. I caught one performance performances live, and I was, okay, this guy's this guy's a real deal. He's got the drive. He's got the people around him. He's gonna do. He's gonna do great. It's good to see you, man. It's good to talk to you. It's good. To see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Go back to uh, Willie and Dealing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you uh, in real life. And uh, no worries. Hit me up. I'm trying to like draw Rogan this, like, cause I'm I'm being huge in the podcast anyway. So like, I just want to get people as uh, introspective and get them to open up as much as I can. And uh, yeah, no, for sure. And it's easy to do with you because I know you, you know, it's yeah. that easy. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're so easy to talk to. Um, Thanks bro. You're doing I, really well with this. You're going to kill this. I know. Like yeah, this show is going to be I Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm doing yeah. well so far. A lot, got a lot of good people. artists and like, it's not one type of artist, which I like. It's not that, like, your typical excited. Toronto, it's like it's, it's. I like it. It's very good. We're gonna try tasteful. To, it's good taste. Gonna try to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Take care, bro. I'll talk to you. Hit me up. Yeah, sure. Easy. Yeah. Peace. Bye. Studio One.